Jake. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Friday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. It's hard to believe we do have a game tomorrow, but we do after the week we've had with uh, a firing and an interim coach now, Mickey Joseph. Nebraska plays Oklahoma tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the big noon kickoff on Fox. How about that? How about that is correct. Yeah. And you know what? We haven't talked about the game much. So yeah. today at 7 o'clock. We'll have Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman on with us today. Absolutely one of the best writers in America. Looking at, uh, Talking about the Sooners, talking about his thoughts from the outside about Nebraska. Scott Frost firing who maybe he thinks they should go after possibly. Barry Trammell, 7 o'clock today. I wonder if he had any thoughts, any thoughts on that. i got to get my... I bet he's got ideas of who they should go after. I'm going to ask about Chris Kleiman. Because he has seen him up close and personal for some losses at Oklahoma. Ah, great. We just talk about a guy that has no chance at coming here. Um, well, the, the <laughs> you have no idea who has a chance right now. Might as well do that. Yeah, um, the, will. Got a long time until they name him, so we might as well cover all the guys that they're not going to name. We sure will. <laughs> wow. My, I better turn my attitude where's your, where's your coffee at, Mr. Surly over uh, there? Yeah, Surly. You got it? No, I have LaCroix. That's, see, that's, LaCroix. that's a problem. We got to have coffee over there. Bagels and Joe hooks us up. Yeah, is it? I'm sure it's made. It's made. Yeah, you, you got to trust me on that yeah, one. Yeah, a little Surly. Two, uh, speaking engagements in Fremont and Omaha well, yesterday. That, that'll, that'll get you. No, 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 no. I, that, that, that sounds like the people made me Surly. Just, it's a lot of talking. It's just a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking yeah. and driving. And yeah, talking right in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the no, they're the you know the people are very hopeful. It's amazing. It's amazing. And they, I mean, it's not amazing that they're hopeful. They're just still hang in there. Fan base is unbel- unbelievable. I mean, well, the fan base is, I think, right now re-energized again. Yes, that's a good. We way. talked about if if Scott that's Frost exactly right. stuck out the rest of this year and then just kept going down the spiral, people would check out. I, I had a buddy tell me yesterday. He said. If Scott Frost had been retained, mm-hmm. he doesn't think he would have watched the Oklahoma game. See, that, he would have found something. He would have played golf or worked, but now he's going to watch because he's rejuvenated. Do you, think, do you think some people literally got a hold of Trev and told him that? Uh, possibly. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But don't, don't, don't you think Trev knew that himself, though? He could Probably. tell. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the same old story. Right. Where the team is not terrible, but they just are finding incredible ways to lose, <laughs> and they're probably not that bad of a team, right? But people just are sick of tuning in for the same story every week. Yeah, they were pretty terrible on. Um, they were bad. The defense, the, the offense was good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you got to make that distinction. And the special teams wasn't bad. The defense was t- terrible. Terrible, Charles. Terrible. Yeah. So hey, and. The defense has been pretty terrible, right? It was terrible against Northwestern. And let's face it, 
the conversation got extreme, right? I talked to so many people. I don't know who I have. I said this spiel to you. No, it's the possible. Com- the conversation just got really extreme fast. Wouldn't you say the conversation was very well? You were in Ireland. I mean, come on, think, think about that. We we talked all summer long, but we had the, we had the countdown to Dublin. We thought we thought Nebraska could could bounce back this year. They had you know four new coaches on the offensive side that did, that you know were brought in. Bill Bush. Brian gave, Applewhite. And they gave up Mickey 528 Joseph. yards to Northwestern. That's extreme, right? And they had an uh, 11 point lead twice in the game. They gave up, yeah, they gave up 528 yards, had two 11 point leads. And then what else did they do, Jake? What else little occurrence happened in Ireland well, in the, the third quarter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was an extreme conversation, right? The 16 play drive against North Dakota was extreme. Yep. That was extreme. Yep. You were like, okay, what is happening right yes, now? We were. And we hadn't seen extreme until the railroad line from Georgia came in. <laughs> yeah, so Georgia, the Georgia Southern steamed through town. Five hundred. What they get? Six hundred forty-two. Six forty-two is the number. Six hundred forty-two yards. That was extreme. So that's what led to a, the hook, right? Yes. And poof, frost is gone. Yeah, Did you hear that? it all happened very quickly. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it's kind of, and I'm not making light of that. Um, I'm not. I, I, I do. I, I have this sort of, you know, everybody. I think all Nebraska fans have sort of mixed emotions about all this. Of course, it's not just probably one emotion that you have. You're hopeful, but you also feel kind of bad. You feel uneasy. Um, what else? You feel bad for the for frost you feel uneasy but you feel hopeful um you feel some degree of anger probably that uh, it's gotten to this point you're allowed to have all different emotions yeah and, and i think i think <laughs> they're probably right. swirling through your head right yeah. now as a fan because you're, you're you're trying to be happy but you're also sad you're like you said you're angry too it's it's all in one a lot a lot it's not right. a different there's probably things. every hour of the day you've got a different feeling about the situation right now and what happened what's going forward mm-hmm. It's weird. It's just a weird place to be. But last night, you know, think think about the uh, the fan base hearing. You know, Mickey Joseph talks on Sports Nightly, and yes. then they see him at the Lincoln uh, the Lincoln East game, yeah, high school game. He's watching yeah. Malachi Coleman play with yeah. Brian, with Brian Applewhite on right. the sidelines. Yeah, and then you then yeah you hear him on the radio talking about he took the black shirts away, mm-hmm. um, confirmed that he said that it's it's basically about a reset. You know, we're resetting. We're starting over. They can earn them back. But it was a good move to take them away. Yeah, it, I mean, come on. 642 yards against a Sunbelt team. They, they had to be taken away. I think I understand that. And now, which brings us to Oklahoma. Yes. And, and this, this is a good conduit. This discussion about the Blackshirts is a good conduit. Can they, can they earn those things back against Oklahoma? I mean, what would it take? I mean, if you hold Oklahoma to 31 – um, would you earn them back? I don't know what the threshold would, would is. Would anything that results in a Husker win get the black shirts back? <laughs> That's a good question. What if it's like 45-44 something like right. that? Like the same, See, like the last game. What if it's just like Georgia Southern? Where there's one, yeah. There's where one. Nebraska wins, but the defense isn't the reason why. There's one sort of challenge in taking them away. How do you determine when to give them back? Yeah. You might not. You might not. You might just determine that they don't get them back. If they don't, if they don't play to that standard, and they're far away from that standard right now. Yeah, they are. They haven't played a good defensive okay. game yet. So now, 
Question is this, 402-464-5685, call or text as always. What is the path for Nebraska to land an upset victory tomorrow against Oklahoma? Okay, you got to hang in there on defense against an offense that can really rev it up. I've said that before, but against against UTEP, they ran they ran fast. They ran the offense fast, tempo, 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 tempo. It was um it was sort of scary. Um, if you if you could watch it, it was scary. And I th- all I could think about was Nebraska, how disorganized at the line of scrimmage they are sometimes. Yep. And Oklahoma will gas you. They'll exploit you. Um, they'll exploit you with the run game in that scenario. And 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 that's mainly with Eric Gray, who's averaging six point seven yards a carry, one hundred seventy three yards. Eric Gray, we saw him last year, Jake. He wasn't. He's good. He's not great, but he's. I'm sure he's. He's good if he has um, you know, nobody to that touches him at the line of scrimmage like the Georgia Southern running backs were encountering. If 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 you're not worried about those holes that Georgia Southern was running through two uh, or three times, ask yourself this: Do you ever see Nebraska running backs get holes like no. that? No. Would, would that be awesome? Oh, North Dakota had the same holes, too, a couple times, Tip. I mean, yeah. Not quite the same as Georgia right. Southern, no, but right. they did have holes. Yeah. yeah, You ever see Anthony Grant just run it to the line of scrimmage and nobody touch him? Oh, this is cool. See you guys. <laughs> hey, what's this? Nobody wants to hit me? I'm five yards down the field. Now I'm 10. Now I'm 15. Yeah, now I'm 67. And now I'm gone. Yeah. Um, Eric Gray. Now the big guy, well, I'll get to Dylan Gabriel. Marvin Mims is really a, a guy that we got to watch. 10 receptions, 24 yards per catch. And, and it's not a fluke because last year he had 32 receptions, 22 a catch. He's their big play guy, Marvin Mims. Again, they'll run fat. They'll, they'll run it. They'll run the tempo fast. Andrew Rhyme is their center, and he's the key to the up tempo offense. Their center. Well, and, and stop there because think about last year they had one of the best centers in the country in Creed Humphrey, who, oh, God, by the right. way, is starting for the Chiefs and making an impact for the Chiefs. Is that, right? Is that right? Second round pick. Is that right? Yeah. What's his name? Creed Humphrey, Creed and Humphrey. he was a badass at yeah. Oklahoma. And now apparently the new center's already doing a good job. So they're doing a good job in recruiting and developing the center spot at Oklahoma. Yeah. I'll tell you that much right now. And then Dylan Gabriel is um, – I call him good, not great, but his numbers are really good. He's a 70% passer. Uh, 529 yards this year, five TDs and no no picks. Um, missed it. He missed the remember he missed the last eight games last year with yes. a broken collarbone. I'd like to tell you something. I I played golf yesterday in the afternoon with an Oklahoma fan, big time Sooner fan. Mm. And we talked about this game and the season in general. And he he thinks he's not very impressed with Oklahoma right now. Even nah. though they even though the scores they've had so far through two games are blowout wins. He brought up how. As we mentioned earlier this week, that Kent State was pushing Oklahoma in the first half, was only down 7-3 to three at halftime before Oklahoma pulled away in the second half. Right. But the Sooner fan is scared for Saturday, yeah. believes that it's going to be a dogfight like it was last year. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, they, yeah, I don't know what that is. And, and maybe he's one person. But, uh, Has he, he seen Nebraska play? Yes. Has he? he but he says Nebraska plays all games close. That's true. They have. Yeah. They have to play all games close. Yeah, that's true. He's expecting an uncomfortable game for the Sooners on Saturday. Because, well, number one, because Nebraska does that. And, number two, he's just not very impressed with his own team right now. Well, this is where you have to invoke the offense. Nebraska's offense is, is 
Jake, it's played pretty well, right? It has. I mean, Nebraska. It, it, was, it sputtered in the first half against North Dakota, but it bounced back in the second half much better. Yeah, Nebraska ranks 23rd nationally in total offense, right? 20, 23rd nationally in total offense. They're averaging 492 yards a game. Interesting, Jake. They're giving up 492 yards yeah, a game. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So they rank 125th in total defense, allowing 492 yards a game. They rank 23rd in total offense by gaining 492 yards a game. Easy to remember, Jake. Um, the so it is. Nebraska's balanced, 35th nationally in rushing, 31st nationally in passing, and they're averaging 36 points a game. If they score 36 on Saturday, you'd think they'd have a chance, a good chance, yeah, right? Maybe you'd the think. black shirts come back then, but if they lose, like 42 to 36, then obviously not. I don't. I, 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 we'll, we'll make our predictions later, but the thing is, is I think Oklahoma's defense is still pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Their defense. Reggie Grimes has has four sacks. Um, they had five sacks in the first half against UTEP, and they looked really good. They didn't look great though. Um, not in the second half anyway. They're they're. I think they're a pretty good defense. They're not ranked particularly high defensively, Jake. They're they're ranked forty uh, sixth in total defense. Okay. They've given up they've they've given up three hundred and five point five yards to UTEP and right. Kent State. The points have been low against them, though. The points have been low. Yes, the points have. Is it ten and threes that they've given up so far? What, what do you? What yeah, UTEP you're score? right. Yeah, ten points against UTEP. Three. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're keeping you out of the end zone mostly. Yeah. One touchdown allowed so far. Yeah, eight points. A the game yards aren't that impressive, but hey, man, well, points. Yeah, points are king. Yeah, you're right. Points are king. So, I, the path. What's the? Yeah, path? What's I mean, the what path? is the? Yeah, we didn't answer the question. What's the path well, to victory? I mean, there's not. Usually, there's just not one path. Um, you gotta you gotta make sure. Well, I'll tell you one thing: that they can't have those busts at the line of scrimmage because Oklahoma is even more apt than either Georgia Southern or North Dakota or Northwestern to make you pay. They'll be a little bit more athletic than they'll be more athletic than those teams, Jake. Right? Yes. So, oh, if, they, yeah. If by you far. if you have those busts, they'll be cataclysmic, yep. <laughs> and and they'll happen more often. And, you know, you'll see Oklahoma guys running down the field. So that if you're disorganized, if you're having <clears throat> if you're having trouble getting calls in, if you're out of gaps, you know, gap integrity has been bad for Nebraska, all of that, they'll make you pay like these other teams have, but to a higher degree. Yeah. we got a bunch of phone calls coming in. What is going on? All of a sudden we had three calls and boom, just like what that. What is the going on? Jacked. I don't know. People want to give their thoughts on Oklahoma and Nebraska. Yeah, Oklahoma is in town. They are. They are here. And we have Barry Trammell coming up at 7, which is a beautiful thing. A joy. It's a pleasure. And it's a joy having Chris, Chris, and Vince. Yes, let's go to Chris uh, up first. Chris, you are an early break. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Great show. Um, I, I do find it hilarious that, you know, we've played three worst teams in our schedule and our one and two. Oklahoma's played, you know, two cupcakes as well, and they're 2-0, and oh, and and – didn't have to play anybody in the fourth quarter. They, you know, had, had everybody on the bench uh, or could have. Um, and and <laughs> hem hawing about it, uh, you know, about how, how how they're not very good. And, oh, man, we got a great chance. And I, I do think we have a good chance. That we've tackled all week uh, is good. 
I mean, just the mindset. You know, I, as someone said on your station, I think I can't remember which one. Uh, I think it was Bershon, you know, the, the spring game just just gave you a glimpse of the psyche and attitude. Um, and, you know, the, you, you can imagine they weren't hitting in practice very often in the spring. Um just from the spring game, which is, you know, one of 20 practices. We were always told how important practice is. And then they just throw away one practice like that. Um, and, you know, going into the game, you know, when your coaches are telling you, we don't want anybody getting hurt in practice, what, what does that do when you go to the game? Well, you don't want to get hurt. Right. You know? And, and the whole, we're not going to have a fear of failure thing. I mean, that just went by the wayside. Um, they were always just, they're scared out of their pants, it looked like. Um, the last year and a half, two years. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, and, and just the, the tackling, and, you know, in case he didn't have turnovers last week, that was great. If he has two again like he did the first two weeks, then then we're in, we're in big trouble. But, uh, yeah, just stick with the uh, stick with the run. It looks like, uh, you know, it might, you might be able to get to Oklahoma running the ball. Um, and, you know, Venables is a, is a defensive guy, and, and hence you've seen the uh, they haven't given up many points, but right. uh, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll stick with the run and we'll run up some numbers on them. Yeah, okay, all right. all right, Chris, thank you. There's run the ball guy. Uh, that was that me calling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turnover. I mean, you can't, you can't be too far on the minus ledger and turnovers, right? Of course, you can't. Now, Oklahoma has not turned the ball over this year. They forced four and have zero. Now, I, I'm not that guy that says if you're minus one, you can't win. All right. Or if you're minus two, you can't win. You can win. Georgia Southern, was, Georgia Southern was yeah, minus two were. And, and won the game. You can be minus and win. But uh, against a team like Oklahoma, it'd be pre- it obviously would decrease your chances precipitously. Here's a text before we get to Chris and Vince. Uh, this is from Jeff. Jeff says, Sooner fan here. <clears throat> Hi, Sooner fan. I truly believe Nebraska will win this game. They have nothing to lose and will be fully energized with the new head coach. I, that's what I, again, I have, I, I'm telling you, I know I'm the pessimist here, and I've been optimistic the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. I have a weird feeling about Saturday. Okay. I really I really do, in a, in a good way for Nebraska. I've got uh, a weird feeling. I, I kind of It do could too. be wrong. I, no, I kind of do, too. I just have a really weird Feeling. I don't know that weird feelings beat Oklahoma. Well, I'm, I, I'm going to give my prediction later today. Okay. And you will like it if you're a Husker fan. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just teased it for you. I kind of gave it away there. You didn't really tease it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> we go from one you Chris. like it if you're a Nebraska <laughs> We go from one Chris to another Chris at the Baldwin shop. Chris, you're on an early break. Go ahead. Good morning, Steve. Jake. Hey, happy Friday to you guys. Chris, this is a big weekend for you, and I'm glad you called. Yes, uh, it's, uh, as we used to say, it's Oklahoma week, Steve. <laughs> That's right. It, it feels you know, a little different. Um, now, it, you know, Jake, your comment there about uh, weird feelings about Nebraska winning this Saturday. You know, um, I've seen a lot of these games. You know, um, but, it, you know, I, I agree with what Tom Chattel wrote there, I think, yesterday. He had a nice column on on how Switzer and Osborne would get together and, and uh, you know, about, well, it, it really don't have the same feeling and the old memories are 
Steve, you'll remember some of those years yeah. are starting to fade. And and they are, you know, we've got a whole generation of students over there at the university that doesn't know much about that history, you know, but about the game Saturday, guys, mm-hmm. uh, yes, this is a far more talented team than these first three we played. No doubt about that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty obvious. Uh, they're, they're in a transition mode down there too. Yeah. This is only the staff's second game down there. They seem to have, have made improvements defensively, you know, numbers-wise from what they had been in the previous years. Um, offensively, yeah. You know, and, and, and Jake, you said you talked to a buddy of yours on the golf course about not being impressed with Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't think they've, you know, they've really went out and, and blasted these first two teams like uh, – like the old vintage Oklahomas used to do at times. Um, I, you know, I think I'm, I think our offense. I like our offensive matchup with the crowd behind them Saturday against Oklahoma's defense. You know, and I know they're they're going to have talent back there uh, far more than probably what we've seen this year so far. Uh, but. Uh, I uh, I do like our offense maybe putting up some points against this team if yep. they play like they have been. Yep. Uh, now, defensively, you guys, I'm scared to death. Um, but God, our line is just, you know, I was listening to uh, Joel Klatt on the Big Ten Network yesterday being interviewed by Dave Rafferty, and uh, that's the thing that he said, you know, he, uh, that's probably the most disappointing thing I think on this team is the defensive line you know um, it's just see it just springs has sprung leaks in in these first three games now guys I I'd like to see a tight game Saturday I think maybe we might uh, but we can't let things get out of control here too we got to take care of the ball but my big worry Steve Jake is our defense sure I don't think in one week this defense can be fixed to where it needs to be against the type of speed and talent we're going we're gonna to see from Oklahoma. Mims, you guys mentioned Mims. Mm-hmm. Gray, I, I agree with you, Steve. He's not the best running back we're going to see this year. But, but he is adequate, and he is averaging between six and seven yards of carry. Right. But, uh, guys – I'm looking forward to a big Saturday. The Oklahoma's bringing up a lot of luminaries. Uh, I hear Brian Bosworth, Barry Switzer, of course, little Joe Washington, who used to disappoint us back in the early and mid-'70s. But, uh, guys, I think it ought to be a great Saturday. Uh, I hope the weather holds out. And, uh, Steve, Jake, you guys enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. And we'll talk about this next week. Okay, okay Chris, thanks for the call. Okay, one, a couple things there in response to Chris's call. I don't think you're going to see Teddy Prohaska this week, and he may, they might shut him down for the season. Um, hmm. The I, now, I'll be really, really surprised if you really surprised if you see him tomorrow. So I don't now that now that's probably Kevin Williams that that starts in his place. At least that's what they did last week when Teddy. Remember, Teddy went down in the fourth. How court. much has Kevin played this season so far? I don't know how many snaps, but he came in late. Not a lot. 
is the answer. I think people are curious about him as well. Yeah, Kevin Williams came in for Teddy when Teddy limped off in the fourth quarter uh, last week and played a few series and played pretty well, actually. Um, so we'll see what that looks like. I talked to a former lineman yesterday who said he his contention was the talent up front on both sides isn't that bad for Nebraska, but that, that it's a strength and conditioning issue. Mm. That they're coming off the ball. They just don't have the strength and conditioning to move anybody. Um, so and it's a person, who's, a person whose opinion I value greatly who played in the NFL for a long, long time. Uh, but, yeah, the, now as far as Vokalek and Henrich, Nick Henrich, Travis Vokalek, it sounds like they're going to try to give it a go. Um, but I don't know. I, I'll believe it when I see it on both of them. I'll believe that when I see it on both of them. But mm-hmm. I but don't I wouldn't look for Prohaska. And I think they'll shut him down. You know what? I got to give you credit. You were right. They, I, they they brought him back too fast. You were right. Well, I, I you was expressed concerned about that all I summer. I was concerned. Yeah. It's just a big guy coming off a leg injury. You were right. Look, anybody coming you off a leg injury. on actually. Anyone off a leg injury is concerning yeah. in a game of football uh-huh. with all the movement and the contact, but a big guy. Uh-huh. He wasn't moving well. 300 plus pounds, you know, 6 10, 6, 9, whatever Teddy is. 6, t- 10, 3, 20, yeah. It just, you don't come back from that that quickly. Right. He was, he didn't, he, I mean, I noticed it when we had those 40-minute opportunities in two practices in August. I mean, August 10th was the second one, and I was watching pretty much, oh, I probably watched 70% of the time the offensive line, and he, he didn't even walk good. He was a bad walker. I know a bad walker when I see one. Well, let's see you, you know, bang up your leg like he did, too. Right. That was painful for him. Right. All right. We our next caller is a man who has gone viral. Sip. If you've is saw, that, if, you've, right? if you've seen Twitter, Vince in Napa has he gone has viral? Gone viral. We called into the Huskers postgame show uh, following Nebraska's loss to Georgia Southern and went crazy. As as you know, Vince, he brought, brought up bloody knuckles. He brought up that he wants Nebraska to be boar hunters in the wild instead of going to get their bacon at high fee. <laughs> Vince, you are a very Viral man right now. You're on early break. <laughs> You're viral and viral. Viral and viral. Good morning, Vince. Good morning, fellas. How are you? All I can say is my phone was blowing up yesterday. <laughs> you you are everywhere, Vince. Everywhere. So we're honored. We're honored that you're taking time to call our pedestrian show. <laughs> hey, man. It's a great way to start the day out here at four out here at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but, well, um, God bless you. Let's see, let's see. Well, let's see. Well, before I get into the game, uh, one thing I definitely want to say about Mickey Joseph, you know, that stood out so far. I mean, he just. There, I, I mean, I don't know how I. I mean, I, I don't know a good way to describe it, but there just seems to be a certain. You see, now you go back to Trev's press conference and how it takes a grinder mentality to be a head coach. And, and, you know, and I don't know where Mickey's head coaching career is going to go after this stint, but they're definitely, I think you definitely see a grinder mentality in him. And, um, and obviously taking the black shirts away has been a bold move. But the one thing about Mickey that I've seen, you know, and, and the times that I've heard him speak is that he seems to take the <clears throat> under, he, he seems to take the undersell mentality because, and, and I think that's the right way to go because you, the best way to go is undersell, over-deliver. You know, he's not making grandiose promises, but, you know, the only thing he's promising is, is that, okay, yeah, we've fallen on hard times, but we're committed as hell to getting this thing right, you know, whether it happens under him or it happens under somebody else. But, um, 
relevant to Saturday, um, I mean, defensive issues kind of are what they are at this point. You're not going to fix everything right away, but hopefully the defense at least gets to a point where they play with some urgency and just, just in general don't lead the world in bad defense. I mean, dear Lord. But, um, <clears throat> but we are going to have to overcome that. Um, and, and, you know, and that's one way to do it is we're going to have to outscore teams offensively. But the good thing about this offense is they don't seem to be as mistake prone this year under Mark Whipple, right? Like they were in like they were in past years. Right. But um, not only are we going to have to score, but I think we're going to have to monopolize the ball because the best way, because you talked about Oklahoma playing fast offensively. Well, the best way to frustrate a team like that is monopolize the ball and keep them on the sideline. That's how you get them frustrated a little bit. Absolutely. But um, but all but also. We've talked about how the how the special teams, uh, you know, they haven't necessarily, with the exception of Boussini, hasn't necessarily been a difference maker, but they've at least held serve. I think this is where you have to crank up the return game. You know, whether it's a punt, whether it's a return for a touchdown, okay. or just simply a return that you know that flips the field, because there's a big difference between starting to drive at your own ten versus starting to drive at say your own twenty five. There's just a big, there's just a big emotional difference, but uh, but more than anything, though, fellas, I mean, I know we're, I, I know, Sid, you and you and I, we remember the great days of, of Nebraska, Oklahoma, yeah. and this obviously is a much different iteration, but you know what, it's still Oklahoma, <laughs> and in the words of Marty Schottenheimer, yeah. if this stuff don't light your fire, man, your pilot lights out, <laughs> and you hunt it, and you know what you do, you know like, what you what, do is what, what, what do you do. From the first play of the game to the last, you make this thing a brawl for 60 minutes. And you go out there and you open up a can of kick-ass and you fight with bloody knuckles and you hunt down some boards, baby. Go find those boards, Vince. <laughs> you crazy man. Thank you, Vince. It's, it's really, you know it's a big game when he combines all of them. Marty Schottheimer, bloody knuckles. Boar. Oh, wild boar. boar. Kick kick-ass kick-ass open up a can of kick-ass yeah he had four of them to close yeah and you can tell it's big well Vince has had a big week he's, he's had a very big week he went viral he went viral he's, he was everywhere <sighs> yeah, yeah he's got a good point too i mean if you can control the ball a little bit and keep that oklahoma i mean to protect your defense a little bit it's got to be part of the game plan right don't you think that yeah don't if, you think if, if you're nebraska's offense it, there's no need to have these quick strike touchdown drives. You know, play. Try to have these ten, twelve play drives. I know we haven't seen that really a lot it's in the funny. Frost era. It's funny though because you don't. You would take a quick. Oh, strike yeah, I would. Touchdown. I know. I know. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers, right? You know, right. You're, you're trying to stay in the game any way you can or, or make it competitive. But if you want to spell that defense and not have them get gashed, it would help if you you know got to third down and converted a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Third and four, conversion. Third and five, conversion. Yeah. Third and two, conversion. I mean, Oklahoma is playing a lot of new guys. 27 total players so far who have who have made their first appearance for Oklahoma. 27. It's a pretty big number, right? Yeah, it is. Um, nine players have made their first start in a, uni- in a Sooner uniform this season. By the way, uh, one stat, too, that catches your eye. Oklahoma has won 28 of its last 32 true road games. 
That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty really impressive. Good. That sounds like a program. It's a top ten program. Well, they have a there's new six. Yeah, there's six in in there's six in the country, and we're talking about them like they're really vulnerable. Well, I know, but uh, that's that's the gap we talked about, though, yep. in terms of the top two or three right. to the rest of the field. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma six. is not a daunting team. No, we're talking about them. They're sixth ranked. We're talking about them like they're about twenty first, right? Right. Yeah, you're right. It's weird. It's weird. More next in early break in the ticket.